Hello friends, and welcome back to That Got Steep. I am your host, Alex Irvin, and today I am here to talk to you about personal growth with my guest, Morgan Jesse. Hey everybody, this is Morgan. I am 22 years old, residing in Southern Virginia, and I'm excited to be here today on That Cuts Deep. Morgan's journey to becoming the best version of herself. So Morgan, you have done some serious work on yourself, and I was hoping that you could tell me about what motivated you to start that journey in the beginning. Not wanting to live the life I was living. So what I was doing essentially was I was waking up, I was going to work. And and I wasn't waking up at a reasonable time. I was waking up at, you know, 12, 1 o'clock. I was not, I did, I did not have an established diet. I mean, cookout was literally <laughs> the place that kept me going. I mean, it kept me alive. That's so sad to say. So, you know, you're waking up you have no established diet and you are rushing around to get ready for your job. I was in the restaurant industry and essentially, you know, you are, you, you should know going into that industry, you're having a lot of late nights and what comes with late nights is the nightlife scenery. And I was noticing I had no dopamine. So what I was doing essentially was just partying and drinking. That was my life. And what I came to realize, I felt like I was in a rotation. When I was feeling emotions, I was feeling extremes. When I was sad, I was extremely depressed. And when I was happy, it was like I had just climbed Mount Everest and made a serious transition in my life. But... It was still, it actually to me is, if you've ever seen the episode of Spongebob where Squidward is literally, he, he's living in that community, that's what my life felt like. And at first, you have that feeling of excitement, loving it, and it goes downhill so fast. So the motivation was to get away from like the highs and lows and kind of find some balance in your life. Okay, that's incredible because I feel like that's something that we all struggle with, honestly. Because for me, like whenever I think about like my highs and my lows, like I self-sabotage so easily if I'm not like self-aware. So I have to kind of like really evaluate like what I'm doing and what. And definitely I'm talking more about like old me. I've definitely grown a lot personally, but it's. I feel like self, and I think I heard somebody say this, but I feel like self-sabotage is often just your way of being able to control your life and you can always count your next move. Yeah, I would agree. And I would also go to say that the way that I felt at that point in my life, I was justifying actions that I was making. So decisions, actions, everything, I was justifying those because my head was never where it needed to be. But when I couldn't justify it, I would go on an anxiety crash. And it, it, it is the worst feeling. I mean, you're just sitting there wondering, how do I fix this? And you spiral in anxiety. Honestly, yeah. I would truly love to do an entire episode like fully on mental health. 
in its entirety but I feel like I need to do like more research before I actually like talk about that on air because I feel like there's so much that goes into that like specifically with anxiety because for me I feel like I definitely struggle with like some form of anxiety but like I can't walk around and say I have anxiety because I've never received a diagnosis that says I have anxiety See, I think that at that point in my life, I would rock around all the time and be like, I have anxiety, I have anxiety, and now I am to a point into my life where I will not say I have anxiety. And the reason why, and I cannot emphasize this enough, your the cells in your body do not know the difference between when you're joking and when you're not. So even if you're just joking about having anxiety or depression, your energy is reacting with that in a way to where you have all of these cells in your body that are working off of that wording. So I don't even take the time to say I have anxiety. I just do what I need to do to chill out and be back in the space that I need to be in. Yeah, no, absolutely. Now, speaking of being in the space that you need to be. So I would love for you to tell us all about how you have like actually cultivated that positive mindset. Like how do you achieve that? Because I think, I mean, I want to know. I think this is so different for everyone. And I love that. I love this question because I am still working on finding that perfect balance and everyone is so different we are not made to be the same at all my journey to doing it was doing the things that you do not want to do and what comes from it okay I didn't want to start waking up at 5 a.m I did it no one is happy waking up at 5 a.m but you do it and you notice it's so crazy. The world is so quiet. It's at rest. There's not as many bodies and people moving, doing things. Your energy is on another level because it's not combating against other energy continuously. I know for a fact if I wake up at 6, 6.30, there's already so much energy put out there. But when I can just wake up at 5 a.m. whether I feel like it or not and do what I need to do. I, I get up, I put my workout clothes on and I prepare for a run. That's first thing. I mean, and every time I want to lay there for longer, no, no, you're not doing that. Like I make myself not do that. I wish I had that willpower to get up every morning and go for a run. But like also I know like a lot of people are super passionate about running and like genuinely enjoy it. Personally, I've not experienced that. I really don't like running my whole life. I've not liked running. And I don't know, like how do you, did you ever like it or was it just something that you? It's surprisingly, I I was asked, hey, would you like to go running with? And I really hesitated at first because I was like, who would love running? And then I did it and I understood. I understood what it felt like. I was doing it in, I was doing it in 20 degree weather. And no joke, I felt the best I've ever felt. So... 
oh, I got to ask you though. Yeah. Like, how do you feel like running every day and just being active every day has impacted like your mental health? Greatly. It's one of the best things that you can do because you have to factor in not only is it giving you a source of serotonin mentally, it's also giving you I love I, I love this so much and I think this is so important to emphasize to people as well. Getting up and doing something, especially when you have depression or anxiety, just getting up is an achievement in itself. But when you actually get up and you really do something, like you run or you shower or you, I mean, journal, whatever it is that you're doing, it is such an achievement. And well, honestly, I don't even want to say achievement. It's more you're putting, you're supplementing something so healthy into your life. What it does for you mentally is incredible. Okay. Yeah. No, I definitely agree. I can say whenever I work out, it it for sure gives me like a jolt of like just not necessarily like, I don't want to say positivity. That's not the right word, but it definitely does something good for me mentally. And don't get me wrong. Like I do not claim to work out every day. Like please friends, I'm no liar here. (laughs) You know that I definitely don't work out every day, but I do like try to stay active. And the days that I do, it definitely like a thousand percent helps. I mean, how can you be upset when you know that your mind and your body are having a positive growth? Yeah, no, that's literally how I feel from it. I'm like, oh, and the thing about running, you're not going to notice a difference immediately. But when you start noticing it, It's not too much and it's not too little. Okay. So I'm going to kind of shift the conversation a little bit. I can tell you've done a lot of like self-reflection and gained a much higher sense of self-awareness. And I was curious if you could like explain how you achieved becoming more self-aware because I, I personally think a lot more people could use some of that. Honestly, you're going to sit with a lot of feelings that you don't want to, that you're used to running from. You're going to sit with regret. You're going to sit with disappointment. You're going to sit with anger. Almost every negative emotion that you can think of, you're going to have to sit with and you're going to have to be vulnerable. You know, there's got to be at least one person closest to you that you end up being able to share that vulnerability with you know, and with that comes releasing those emotions. And there are going to be times as you get better with this, that you start realizing what your triggers are and you break down easier. And it gets very, very lonely because you feel very misunderstood and honestly crazy at a point in it. Because you've never seen yourself have this many emotions. But what you have to do is you have to take one problem, your most recent one, and dive into that and say, okay, why is this actually making me this upset? You can't just let that problem pass you by and act like it never existed. When you have that, you start understanding okay, my past is this. And also you quit being the victim. 
you quit being the victim and you take responsibility. Some things you can't help. So no. some things you're actually like you it's actually like you can't not like it wasn't your fault that situation happened. Oh yeah, for sure. But at the same time, like shit happens to everybody. Like right, right. we all go through shit. So like why is your baggage harder than mine? How do you know how how hard that affects me? Yeah. So what gets me is where you said like you have to stop being the victim. Like what really gets me with that is that like I feel like so many people try and compare trauma. And it's like there's no comparison. At the end of the day, like if if someone someone's trauma like seemingly is worse than another person's trauma, that doesn't make that other person's trauma any less valid. It's still there. However, it, it's all about the person who can get up and move on from it and continue yes. to walk and and grow from it. Yes, yes. And that's absolutely what I mean by that. When you can actually take responsibility and say, I am no longer the victim to this situation. It's happened to me and this is what I'm going to do to progress from it. That's when you will notice a difference in your life. There are going to be some things that I'm going to be honest with you. It really is going to break you down. But once you get the build up, oh my, you feel incredible. Because all of these things that you've spent years compartmentalizing, you're now cleaning it out. You know, you're getting it out of that bin in your brain. And it's going into the trash where it should to be removed for the better. And you have to trust in that. This is the biggest thing with this. It's going to be a change and it's going to be uncomfortable. And you have to be willing to be uncomfortable. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Because like nothing good ever happens to someone who just sits in their comfort zone all the time. No, you're like, going to miss I out on believer. so much. Yeah, you will miss out on so much doing that. I 100% agree. And that's like what's kind of interesting too because, for example, like whenever I think about you and you have like undone or not, I guess not undone but like you are undoing and working through a lot of like negative things that have happened to you. That to me is like incredibly inspiring. And I would love for you to kind of explain how you have worked through the negative things that have happened. And I just, I look back on when you and I were roommates Mm -hmm. and look at like your mental health then. Right. And then I compare it to who you are now. And you're like, I promise you, like, if you met Morgan then, you wouldn't recognize her. I would be like, I can't sit in a room with this girl. Like, you were Yeah, I would walk different. out. I would be like, <laughs> no, she's not allowed to hang out with me. Like, absolutely not. So, when Alex and I were roommates, I actually was working at a job that, though I loved the knowledge that I had and the knowledge that I was gaining about a very interesting thing. Um, I was so mentally exhausted from that place. And one night I am sitting there 
And I just go into a complete meltdown. Totally uncalled for. Nothing, you know, nothing good happening there. So I'm sitting here. I'm going through frequent meltdowns, right? And I'm thinking, not the people, not the place, not the pay. I mean, you know, but at the time, my mental health was so deteriorated. Who was I to make this decision? Honestly, like, Ray, like, you know, I want you to just feel your heart when I ask that question. Who, like, who was I to make a decision when my mental health was that deteriorated? Yeah. That's what I was scared of was taking a leap when I was in that position. And when I did, I noticed that years down the road, not even immediately after, years down the road, I look back at that and I am thankful for that. I am no longer bonding to that trauma. I'm not bonding to it. I am actually progressing from it and I'm saying, oh, I am so thankful I went through this. And you know why? It taught me where my standards needed to be in a workplace. And also that I wasn't a victim there, that other people there were going through other things in their life as well. It wasn't just the Morgan show. Wow. That is, <laughs> that is like a level of self-awareness that I think most people need to actually see, like genuinely. And I don't even mean that in like a negative way, but I feel like, granted, I guess we're all the main character of our own life, but at the same time, we have to understand that there are other individuals around us. And <laughs> whenever we're all pretending like we're the, like a thousand percent the main character in everyone's lives, I think that's where that's where we lose it. Like when I guess a better way to word that would be like when when you expect you to be the main character in their life, too. Yes. And you're not. They could care less about you. <laughs> yeah, no, honestly, at the end of the day, like, I guess coworkers, strangers, like, just acquaintances, they they don't really care the way that you care about yes. you. Yes, and, and something I took from it was actually a feeling that I took from that was I never wanted to make anyone else feel the way I'd felt. So I was like, whether a stranger or not, I need to progress towards making sure everyone feels heard, seen, whatever the case may be. Because when you're that low in life, it's it's crazy how you want someone to save you, but you don't at the same time. Mm-hmm. Because in all actuality, you have to save yourself. Like, yeah. nobody else can save you. No, and I think, okay, so that right there, Morgan, I feel like that is something that when you and I were roommates and I saw you struggling, obviously as your friend, I I wanted to be able to reach out and like pick you up and help you. And I could do that, but that's only temporary. It's only, it only gives you a temporary high. Yeah. And then it's gone. You crash back down so fast. And even harder. And yes, yes, you do. Exactly. So, Okay. With all this being said, I'm going to rope it back to the, like, original question. How how does it feel to look back on that version of you knowing what you know now? It feels like you're in a cave and you can see a light 
and you didn't just walk into it. You're not in the darkest part of it and you're starting to see the light. You're not completely there yet. You have not made all of the progress that's needed in order to be completely where you need to be, but you're so much closer than where you were. And that's what it feels like. The growth journey has just begun. Yes. Really. Yes. That's incredibly inspiring because when when you see how how much growth you've already experienced and, and this is the beginning of your journey, I'm so excited to see where you take yourself and where you take your like men, mental health and your your whole life as a whole I think thank you I'm excited too and honestly I'm really excited to try to inspire other people as I get to bigger milestones yeah I would love for people to experience this feeling I want actually I don't I wouldn't love I can't wait for people to experience this feeling we've talked a lot about the past here today um I wanted to ask you are you working on any like passion projects right now like what what are you doing now my biggest passions do I will say are in physical activities so running and boxing boxing is my newest one and I'm absolutely obsessed with it I honestly do not miss a day of it And when I do, it's for a good reason. And I mean a solid good reason. I missed a day of it for a birthday dinner. Okay. So. Whose birthday? Um, mine. (laughs) So as far as any other passions that I have, my creativity just flows. I love creating designs. I'm inspired by social media. Um, social media marketing is actually something that I focus on heavily It is what I do as a career, so I thoroughly enjoy that. I'm starting to begin a new passion of actually, you know, videographing my life to be able to share. That's actually, that's where my passions are at right now. Okay, so you're just trying to document your life and work on building your career. Basically, yes. work out. Yeah. Well, sounds like all positive things to me, if we're being entirely (laughs) honest. Yeah. Amazing. What inspired you to let me come on to one of your passions and actually be a part of it? I realized that you had a lot of really good insight. And literally anyone with eyes can see that you've experienced a ton of personal growth. And that's what That Cuts Deep is about, is personal growth. So... I think that like it may it only makes sense to have you on the show like literally you have like coined the term personal growth at this point like just thank you yeah I appreciate that so absolutely much. it's really inspiring and like I'm so proud of you as your friend and just as um someone who has been able to watch you grow from a 16 year old girl to like now you're a woman and you are are doing amazing things and dude like that 16 year old girl (laughs) walking into the salon who sat in my chair would never fucking believe her eyes if she saw us right now no no she absolutely would not she would not believe it at all (laughs) 
so I, I don't know I just think it's cool I think our friendship evolution has been really cool because we've done a lot we've been through a lot and also I just think that your evolution personally is really cool so oh, thank you I feel the same about you oh wow thank you <laughs> yes also friends um now it is time for us to depart we're going to I have no idea what me and Morgan are about to do actually uh, we hadn't talked about what we were going to do after podcasting, so... I'm probably going to need to eat. I'm starving. <laughs> <laughs> Food, maybe. Um, I love you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in and talking with me and Morgan. And I hope that you gained some positivity and some inspiration from today's episode because I know that I definitely did. Also, if you're interested in checking out Morgan's Instagram, her at is, I'm going to let her put that in here. That's going to be uh-huh, U-H-H-U-H, sunny, S-U-N-N-Y, double zero. <laughs> it's, it's long and complicated. You can just type in Morgan, Jesse, J-E-S-S-I-E. All right, guys. I love you all. I will talk to you next Thursday. And goodbye.